Life.com. This is Rexy to Mother, and we have a very special guest. Not only is he my cousin, but he is one of the best fine knife dancers out there. He is a ambassador of the culture and of the sport of fire knife. We have two-time champion, Toafi champion, and one of my great fire knife buddies. Let's hear for Quincy Leotel, everybody. How are you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, umbrella? What's up, Moose? <laughs> how you doing? So it's good, man. You know, how's this? Uh, how's this? Uh, this pandemic <laughs> affecting you guys right now with your work and things like that. How's it? How's it going over there? So, like, definitely, uh, what a weird time to be alive right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, everything is uh, just shut down. Uh, restaurants, all the shows. Um, we got nothing but time. You know, I think there's a lot of people that are in uh, similar situations. Uh, yeah. that are just at home um, and that have nothing but just uh, time on their hands. Uh, it's good to see people keep on positive uh, spirit about it. You know, I was just talking to one of my other friends the other day. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of blessing in disguise as long as, you know, everyone's in good health. But um, definitely I'm, I'm truly finding that I'm getting to spend some quality time with uh, my mom and my sister and, Mm-hmm. Um, definitely my wife, you know, now that our, our work schedules are much different, you know, uh, we're a lot of, a lot of more family time, a lot of more game time and, uh, just open discussions and, um, talking about things that we're thinking, you know, a lot of time that, you know, gets overlooked because of the daily struggle of life and going to work and, schedules differences and whatnot so um you know we're still in the early stages of this whole pandemic but you know it's it's good just to keep the keep everyone in their prayers and and just enjoy the time that we have with each other yeah i love that because you know this podcast was like it's been in my mind for for a long time you know but when you know when you're in the middle of like doing shows or you're gigging and things like that it's kind of like on the front like on the back burner so like when this happened, it's like what you said, what I liked is that, you know, we have nothing but time and we get to focus on the things that we need to and spend time with the people that we love the most. Yeah. You know? and yeah, man. So, you know, a lot of people that this market, they're, they're all Polynesian performers. A lot of people know, you know, who you are, but, you know, like I said, you're, you know, a fire knife dancer. But when did, when did your fire knife journey start and who was like the, the biggest inspiration of you becoming a fire knife dancer, which you come from? A very talented, uh, talented family. So, how did the the fire knife come into your life? Uh, it it came out of from the beginning, uh, as you were saying. I di- I do come from a family that is uh, definitely part of the Polynesian entertainment community, and and uh, uh, we know that that our both of our parents they they intertwined and you know worked together and, and knew of each <laughs> other and. Um, have pretty much done the have walked the same steps that we walk in right now at different shows yeah. and at, at Disney world and at Tiati's and Hawaii and, and Florida. So it, it's definitely something that we share me and you and your brother, we share in common is that we're just kind of following after our parents' footsteps. So this, this journey is, um, you know, definitely coming like a full circle kind of thing. So it's, it's always been, uh, from the beginning, you know, it's always been uh, just a part of your upbringing. 
Yeah. And uh, just like your your dad was your first fire knife teacher, and 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 then going to like Homa after that, it was just my dad. Uh, just watching, you know, all those all those night gigs, all those shows that you're oh, just yeah. you're just too young to to understand, but you're somehow you're in the audience and some your parents are on stage and someone that maybe you don't even know is just watching you, holding you in the audience, but you you just you just see that, you know, it's just what you what you see, you know, it's it's and then it's just the norm, you know. So you just yeah. you just know that at a certain time that's that's just what you're going to be doing. So it, it, I don't think there was ever a conscious decision of like uh, me ever feeling that I had knew anything different. You know, it was just always like, that's what we, that's as a family, that's just what we do. You know, we just, we're entertainers. We are uh, people that want to perpetuate the Polynesian culture. My dad's a fire knife dancer. I want to be a fire knife dancer. So it's just, go. it just all intertwines into that, that whole pride for your, your culture. Yeah, no, I love that. Like a lot of things, I learned a lot of things from you because you know during my first year, uh, when I first competed in 2006, when I first met you, man, you were pretty much my very first best friend in the in the fire knife competition, man. So I've learned so much from you about you know being humble and being, you know, having this. You know, we're all competing against each other, like in the in the competition, but it's all about fun and brotherhood. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I think for me, when I was younger, like I took it way too seriously, but now as we're going older, like we like to hang out with each other. We, we, we want that to, because now if you think about it, what Pati, Levasa and Hogan and all those guys were to us, we are kind of like that now to the younger generation. So it's kind of like, we got to be an example and you're always the example to me all these years. So, so you mentioned Tihatis and I, you know, I've danced there. I love Tihati production. So how did Tihatis uh, come into your life? How did, uh, how did you end up in the production? Uh, that, that, that was me following after, my mom's footsteps uh my mom she when she moved from florida um uh, to hawaii um uh, back in the the mid 70s after high school she that was her right after she was with tavanas she went with tiatis and uh, <laughs> every time that we go back to hawaii she she would have all of her friends in tiatis and um and then moving towards during the competition you you met certain you know I I met certain individuals that were uh, part of my family that danced for Tiatis, um, uh, Pongi, uh, Tevanga, uh, oh yeah, Tavana, uh, um, TC Thompson, Afatia Thompson, uh, you know Jerome Slade, the uh, <laughs> oh, legends, um, Dave David Naliai dance Al, Alex Naliai. Um, Fox, um, oh, Fox. yeah, frick, um, who uh, like just it, just the repertoire of so many great fine app dancers, and then, uh, even in the like more modern years, it's like you have Mika, you have Wallen, you have Eldon, you have your brother Via Via, you have Vince, you have Martin Tevanga, you have like all these just amazing. Uh, fire knife dancers just under under one group and Tiatis is uh, just the it's the hub it's the it's the biggest um, show and you, and you know that it's just, it just has that different feeling you know yeah there's a very different feeling dancing 
there than any other luau production that I've ever part, been a part of. Even even when I was at the luau here at Disney, it's it's such a different pride that you do when you're dancing in the islands, you know, with those people, you know, because over here in Orlando, it's like uh, you have to stand out because you're, you know, you're unique. You have to stand out. But over there, it's just like you're around talent all the time. And so did you feel like your experience over there refined your skills as a fire knife dancer and as a dancer? Like, what did you oh. learn from being here? Oh, 100%. I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know, night to day. You know, it honestly, um, the competition, the friendly competition for, for nights, you know, between your brother, um, it's what drives you. It's what drives you to get into the gym. It's what drives you to make sure that you're physically looking up, appealing to your audience and, and then just always trying to get better. You know, it's just, it, it staying like, I'll never, I don't think I'll ever learn as much as I did from being at Tihati's, um, in my, like in the first couple of years in a dressing room where I had Mikael Oloa, I had Pongi Tevanga, I had TC Thompson, you know, and it was just like uh, Jacko was in it was in those rooms. Eldens was was in those rooms. Keenan, uh, Wallen, uh, all these all these really great individuals that all brought their own um, talent and their own uh, ideas towards how to put on a great show, you know, and just taking taking the best qualities from each other and just encouraging each other and, and just having such a fun atmosphere uh, just really showed me how much, um, how much you have to put in, you know what I mean? And how, how you just can't let it, anytime you step on stage, you just, you can't just go through the motions. You know, I've been, I've done shows where I can feel it where I'm just. I feel like I'm just going through the motions. A lot of main, a lot, okay. a lot of mainland shows. I I feel like I'm just kind of going through the motions, um, uh, because I know that whatever there, whatever I'm putting on, it's it's so far away from the islands that people face value, you know. But yeah. But when you're on stage with the some of the best performers in the industry it just brings you up it just raises your caliber you know it makes you want to just push that much harder it you know we would we would start the show and have normal voices but at the end of the show we're all just hoarse voices just hoarse, just yeah. <laughs> just so our our vocals are just so blown out and this just goes on a night-to-night basis it we danced like it was like our last Every show for like, you know, five shows a week, you know, you dance every night, five shows a week, you go in there and you just give it as give the hardest show that you you can possibly give, you know, and you're doing that. The person to your right is doing that. The person to your left is doing that. And that in itself just created a, a family unit and a boys dynamic that I still have never you know seen you know just how how hard we wanted to push yeah i love that because you know for me i danced in the the big island production of tiatis you know so i I, i've seen it from their point of view and it it is kind of like you're dancing for the you know the largest and i feel the largest and best 
you know, live Lua Entertainment in Hawaii. Ne. And I think that's what, you know, really drew my brother over there. And now my brother's on Maui. And I think the best times is when I got to only do this a handful of times, but kind of like cast assist, but I never went out. But, you know, when we had like the five or 10 man fire knife routines and I got to learn it and be a part of these great legacy that, that we've been a part of is it's quite a, it's really amazing what, what Tiatis has, has built and, and stuff like that. Do you, do you miss the stage over there? Do you still, oh, think about I, it? Do you I, still I think ever wish I boy? think about it a lot. Uh, you know, definitely right now it, we're, we're in a transition where I'm focusing uh, on my wife and uh, she, she's in the marketing fashion industry. And um, mm-hmm. so for right now it's, I'm, I'm just supporting her with everything that I have. Uh, and that, that just means mm-hmm. staying on the mainland for, for the time being so that she, that, that yeah. so she's closer to LA and New York and, and uh, all, all of her uh, connections. But, you know, just being in San Diego alone, I, it's just a hop, skip and a jump. You know, um, I was just, I was just yeah. there a um, couple, like a couple months ago for the, for their 50th, for Tiati's 50th anniversary. And, uh, and that's, that's when we, we brought together pretty much everybody that, that wanted to be a part of a sh- one show, you know, there was, there was probably yeah. over 200 people on the convention hotel, you know? So it was, oh, it oh, was man. like, it, it was crazy, you know? Um, uh, and it honestly, just like that, in a blink of an eye, you're you're right back into it. All the numbers come back to you, and um, so I I definitely do think about it a lot. I implement I try to implement um, as much of the teachings of that I learned at Tiatis uh, in mm-hmm. the show that I run here in San Diego. Uh, but but definitely, mm-hmm. I always have a plan to to make another run and go back to Hawaii and. and um, dance for a little bit longer with uh, some of my friends. Oh, oh man, I, I think about it all the time too. You know, my brother made the the move to Maui and dancing with Gatsby's there, and he, I'm like, oh man, I'm so yeah. jealous. But you know, you're such a like a big inspiration to to a lot of people. Like I said, you know, there's a lot of people here in Orlando who, like are big fans of you and things like that. So, what is something like? What is the legacy that you want to leave behind with with Fire Knife and what do you want people to remember you as in this, not only just in the industry, but, you know, as your family and in the art form itself, like what is, what is like your main goal that you always want to reach for? Uh, I, I, I know that's a deep no, no, I, you know, <laughs> what I would say would be just always be yourself. Uh, I, th- I think that I've always tried to just find definitely with fire knife i tried to always make it my own you know uh and and just make it fun for me so if it's fun for me then it's something that i always want to do and i always want to let people know that like i don't i me personally i love competing but i'm honestly not there to to get stressed out and and to ruin my experience wherever this competition's at, I'm honestly there to challenge myself, you know, but mm-hmm. 
but the main reason is, is I want to see my friends. You know, I want to see my friends and my family. Just we're such a a small brotherhood. You know, yeah. That it's these certain little places. If that's new, if that's Utah, or if that's Anaheim, or Florida, or uh, Hawaii, mm-hmm. Samoa, wherever these these fine knife t- competitions you know pop up, wherever they're at. My main goal is just to one get there so I can see my friends and family. Two support. You know. The big, like we're we're moving into a big, uh, like a monumental push for the fine knife community. You know, it, yeah. because it used to be like there was only one fine knife competition. It was only worlds. You know, there's only and, worlds. And then like Anaheim came for a little bit. Yeah, and then it was Anaheim. But now, you know, I just named off all these competitions where years ago it was not happening. You know, and then the same, and then the yeah. same thing with like how accessible fire knife like supplies are with Mangamoo, with Steve Offy company, with, with uh, Danny's knives and every, everybody has their knives. How I, I remember growing up, like my dad, we were out here just like freaking scraping machetes down our own because yeah. it's like, where were you going to get a knife? Like, where was anybody going to get a knife from? You know, it's like, it was, it was just a, such a, a small collect people that, weren't really communicating to each other of the needs. So mm-hmm. back to your question, what I want to leave is just always do it for yourself, you know, do it for your culture and just have fun. Cause that's, I think that's, that's all, that's mostly what I've tried to live by is as long as I'm having fun with what I'm doing, then people know that I'm having fun. And if I'm doing it for my, my culture, then I'm perpetuating my culture. You know what I mean? So just be yourself. That I think that would be like my main thing is don't try to be a copycat. You know, don't try, don't try yeah. to like copy everybody's routine. Like be like, that's, yeah. that's just be, be your, you. yeah. be whatever you want. Like be you, you know, I think that's the main thing is that people, people, certain fine enough dancers, they focus too much on, on the winning aspect. And, I, I don't, I love that, you know, I love that, that drive, but then I think that sometimes you just lose track of having the fun because you're supposed to, this whole thing is, is yeah. just a, it's a competition just to test your own skills. But if you, if you're just, everyone's dancing like each other, then I just, I like to, I like to just make it my own, you know? Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love those points that you made because, you know the fire knife. Uh, I think Justice, when I when I did a podcast with him last night, Justice said this, and I and it made me laugh, but it's kind of true that uh, fire knife is kind of like the 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 stepchild of uh, Polynesian entertainment. You know what I mean? Like it's there, but like not a lot of people know about it. And it and it's such a crazy thing because like the Tahitian community, the Hawaiian community, they, they always have events all the time. Like there's people that are interested in it, and like it looks visually, it looks like very appealing to them because it's like anything that anyone can join. But I think the thing about fire knife is it's like really hard to get into it. Like it's easy to learn, but like it's really hard to get into it. Like what is, what is something about the fire knife community that you would want to like push out more? What are some things that you wish that, that you would wish for all of us as fire knife dancers to go out and do more for me? Like I want us to use fire knife as for, for different creative outlets, like such as this or, you know, pushing out like, what. Like, what do you see, like, the fire, the future of Fire Knife to be? Uh, 
honestly, I think it just what I want to see for the future is uh, kind of more like a more open environment. Oh man! Like uh, I think it's 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 something great that we do, but also I can see how it can be um, like a a deterrent is that the Samoan people, we hold our culture so close to us, you know, and we're, we, it's hard for us to, to let anything really go. If to non, uh, non Samoans as, or if just non Polynesians, you know, um, I, I know this from a fact when it comes to fire knife, I, there is always, there's always that argument, like even still, it's like, how do you feel about non, like non Polynesian, non Samoans dancing fire knife? You know what I mean? We hear that yeah. argument all the time. Yeah. But then, but all the time. Yeah. You don't hear that argument when you think of like uh, the Odi comp, like these Odi competitions, you know, or these Hawaiian, like all these Hawaiian competitions and stuff like that. You. No one's ever like, well, how do you feel about, you know, a non-Polynesian person? Like, especially in this Odi competitions, like, there's such a big hub of uh, Japanese that are just kill, yeah, Filipino and Filipino community, community yeah. that just kill it. You know what I mean? And down in Mexico, there's mm-hmm. these there's these groups down there that are killing it. You know what I mean? So they get together, yeah. they they see it as uh, a big community event, you know, and that's where you, that's where you get all these huge numbers, you know what I mean? And that's why I like, um, all the fine F competitions that I can think, you know, except for the world fine F competition always have to pair up with like some other competition, you know, it's just because I think yeah. what I would love to see is a way for us to, just open up a little bit, still keep the structure and, and, and keep all the, our teachings, uh, correct. But if, if we could just open up just a little, just a little bigger, you know, because I think there's still a lot, a lot of judgment goes into the trying to release, release our culture just a little bit. I'm not saying open up the floodgates and just let anybody go willy nilly with it. But I, just think oh, that, yeah. like, to to if we open it up just a little bit and make it more accessible, but also keep those those true Fasamoa uh, values, you know, and just open it up just a little yeah. just a little bit. That's that's where I would like to see because then because from that point it just gets a little more accessible, you know. Um, and I can see it now, you know. Mika is doing little YouTube videos. I see your podcasts. I see Toa talks. I see, you know, all these mm-hmm. little things. So we're cut, you know, we're, it's slowly moving. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a slow moving process yeah. where I think, um, that's going to lead us to such a bigger reward. But to answer your question, what I would love to see is just for us as a community, uh, Samoan community, just if we could just open up the gates and yeah. have the younger generation, uh, just try to uh, perpetuate it technologically. You know what I mean? Like all these, 
just get our get ourselves out there just a little more uh because like where we came from it was like watching vhs tapes of a comp watching vhs yeah. tapes of other fine dancers at another show from years ago you know like or mm-hmm. like, just your dad just like what can you teach me but then you're i i got to a point at a very young age where i said all right what else you got dad and he was like that's that's pretty much what i got you know like it was like i, I don't yeah. know if i i mean that you know you know whatever whatever i know you know now you know and you're you're like yeah, eight years yeah. old but that's like what i know is you know it now so uh so then yeah. i think that generation you know us me you like everyone that's kind of around like mid mid 20s like mid 20s to like uh late 30s you know that that's what we had you know it was just like we were gasping for new information about what what we wanted to be involved in and now that information is so wildly accessible uh and i think if we just keep that up that we can build i think we can build a platform to to just make it a little more mainstream uh make it a little more accessible but still just still keep all those uh values that our parents and our our teachers taught us you know how to keep all the traditional moves how to make sure it doesn't turn into like a circus act uh and just i think that's how what i would like to see for the next step is have more people with a like mindset want to perpetuate the Samoan culture you know to its fullest potential you know yeah, I love that because it's crazy how it takes our generation to kind of move forward because when we were, I love what you said that we, the only exposure that I got to the finite competition was these videos that, um, that say Alvin Schwenke would bring and be like, hey, I have this video of 2004, 2003, two, all the way to like 90, 95, where I first saw my very first finite competition with uh, Danny McGowan, EP Soho, and uh, NCL. Yeah, and these guys were like, you know, I think for them, the competition we is not as taken seriously as it is now to us, because like to us, you know that that is the competition that really like brings everybody together. And now like there's different factions of of finite competitions and really getting it out there. And you know, for me, like I love creating more opportunities for us to reconnect with the audience because I feel like there's there's a lot of people that watch us on YouTube and uh, Facebook and all of that, but to get in the mind of, of the, of the artist itself, you know, just like how the ESPN does to, you know, um, NFL players and NBA players and stuff. So like, I love what you're saying. It's like building a, a relationship in a better way for us to open up. So this comes to like a, a really crazy question. How do you feel about, you know, worlds, you know, you know, worlds being canceled this year? Cause that's something that when I asked the other fine dancers on the, okay, it's really, it's a really, it's really a big blow to, to the finite community like like how do you feel about it and like what 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 would you want us finite dancers to do in this downtime you know since a lot of things are being canceled and like what would you say to uh, i definitely it it sucks i mean that's i mean i don't think i'm the only one that 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 thinks that it doesn't suck because um uh, but it's understandable you know nobody knew that nobody knew that this virus was going to come and, and, and do, do what it's doing, you know, but definitely from the day that the competition ended last year, everybody just gets back to the, their drawing board and starts putting together the, 
their next routine. So they they go back, they see what 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 just happened, and they they're working. They're gonna spend the next year getting ready for the fighting competition. You know, because everybody's dream is to get carried up on that on the on the platform. You know, um, but I I think we all have a lot of time on our hands, and I think some really 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 good fine enough dancers are about to come out you know because it's gonna i think people people are gonna catch up you know i think some people that have the time now are are really gonna catch up because if everybody has the time and sees that they have the time like for me example i i've been in the backyard i i think i've practiced more in the past two weeks while i've been on quarantine that i've passed that i've been practicing in the past couple months you know like it's funny what happens when you pick up your fire, you pick up your fire knife and there's no time restriction. You're like, I have nothing to do for the rest of the day. And the crazy stuff that you just come up with. So I'm one, I'm, I'm sad that the fire knife got canceled. Uh, but I'm also excited to see what the hell everyone's going to come up with because, you know, we're all crazy individuals just to begin with, you know, it takes, it takes, um, a certain type of craziness just to light up the fire knife in the first place. You know what I mean? Um, and when you coop us all up in our backyards and we have nowhere to go, but our fire knives are still here. Oh, the, the stuff that I think that we're going to come up with and and try is going to be super entertaining. And I'm looking forward to whatever the next fire knife competition that, that gets to stay. Uh, I still have a final competition that's that's in the works, and I'm I'm waiting to see if that's even going to get canceled or not. Because, that, but that's going to be here in San Diego. Uh, that'll be the first week, first weekend in August. Uh, so I'm I'm super excited about about that. I got you know that that's that's loaded, ready to fire, but uh, just kind of waiting to see how this whole thing goes. Because um, yet again, it it goes with a, a great organization here. In, in San Diego, which is the Hava San Diego that, and we're taking over pretty much a, a whole uh, hotel and uh, we're going to run this, yeah. this huge uh, OD competition groups competition. And then we're going to, we're going to run this, this really awesome fire knife competition. So that was, that's been in the works. Justice was a part of it uh, last year. And um, we're just gonna, we're going to wait. I'm in contact, and if it if it goes through, I think August is still far enough away that maybe we can get through this, and maybe maybe that San Diego competition might be the first first competition that is allowed back. You know, if that if that's not the first if it's not the first competition, maybe it'll be the second. Hoping that uh, Matuni's uh, Toafi it goes through too. You know, so I think I think there's still. A little bit of time. We got some time on our hands, you know. Uh, the world's final competition is not going to go through, uh, as well as the uh, Keenan's competition up in Orange County, the Polyfest, Orange County. You know that's not going to go through as well, and, yeah. and probably the, the Samoan competition. They'll they'll probably still run it. Those guys are crazy down there. Yeah, they're gonna still <laughs> like Lene and all those guys down in Apia. They're they're gonna run that competition no matter what, uh, just because that's 
that's just the livelihood of how the, how we roll. Um, but you know, I got my fingers crossed. I hope Tolafi doesn't have to cancel. I hope this whole thing blows over. You know, it, we still have a couple months, and I think that'll be a great competition for for Matuni because I think a lot of fire knife dancers fire knife dancers are just uh, holding really tight to releasing. You know, they just want to. Our whole thing is just want to compete. You know, that's like what we work for. It's what what we yeah. hold what we hold back. What we don't show. You know, we don't we don't videotape ourselves. We don't try to do it at shows just because we don't know who's going to record it. All of these little secret moves that we get a kick out of just showing our other friends on stage, you know? Um, so I just think that mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to the fine F competitions, getting back into swing of things. You know, I think it's going to be really, really, really cool to see what people have been working on during this quarantine time. No, I feel you too because, like, like I said last year, I really wanted to, I really want to go to support the competition in, in San Diego, and I was actually training up to go to uh, to Keenan's, you know, and all this stuff. I was like, oh man, because I, you know, me, I'm kind of like the, I'm kind of like the the turtle, huh? Like the tortoise that pops his head out here and there. I compete, like I compete here and there, and, and I would love to, if that was ever a possibility, I would love to to jam the stage with you one more time. And speaking of that. Yeah, I'll go back to last year's Toafi with me, you, and Justice. And I got to say that, you know, I, I, I tell everybody this, and, and I think you saw my post, is that, like, that was the one of the craziest and hardest top three bouts I, I, I went through since I went against my brother, you know, and uh, in 2012. And, like, coming back to that, like, you, you just won the year before and things like that. But I, I think I was just so blessed to be on the stage with you and Justice and to see – you know, that we're all just fundamentally different styles, but at the end of the day, we still love each other. So, like, like, what do you say to those kids that are, like, going into the game and they're, like, their brain is just about, you know, they see us, they see the glory, and they see they see us, and, and you know, with the bouts. Like, what would you say to, like, a young fine dancer, you know, starting in the game? Like, what is the advice you would tell somebody that wants to compete or wants to do this? Like, what is the... Thing that you would tell your old self or somebody uh, completely new. Don't forget the ba- don't forget the basics. Uh, don't forget the basics. Yeah. Keep keep your routine as traditional as possible. Uh, keep mm-hmm. keep the knife in your control and uh, catch it catch it the right way. I think those those as long as you're doing those things, no matter what you do. Yeah it'll be okay because if you are keeping, if you're, if you don't forget the basics, that means you're hitting all your traditional motions, all your kakais, all your cuts, uh, you know, everything, all your traditional moves, you know, by keeping it traditional and and the basics Uh, by keeping it traditional means that you understand the fundamentals of being a warrior, being a freaking savage out there, Oh yeah, you're a savage out there, bro. I see. Keeping it, uh keeping it traditional is, is keeping the mindset of the warrior mentality. Looking like a warrior, you know, making sure you have your leggings, making sure you have all your 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 pale and your all your leaves, your decor, your your face paint. Uh Pule told me a long time ago that he was like, "Yo, I don't know who came up with the whole black face paint." <laughs> 
gotta get gotta get rid of that. Gotta go back to red. You know, I don't know any human that bleeds black. They bleed red, and that that's it's just little. It's just little well, things like that that come from a generation that that kind of started it. So if if it's just those little things how to make sure to keep yourself as traditional as possible, making sure you're doing all the traditional moves, making sure you're looking like a warrior, you keep the savage. And then finally would be catching as long as you're catching the knife, the wrong, the right way and keep it in your control. I think no matter where you take your routine, as long as you keep those things, you'll, you'll be in some good shape because those are all the real fundamentals that make sure that you're, you're doing the right things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome advice because, like, you know, as as Fire Knife uh, evolved, you know, I heard somebody say during our when we were in the juniors together, that somebody said, "Man, I, I think this is it. I think this is like how far Fire Knife goes. Like, what what else can you do?" But we see it evolve, like different tricks and cool things here and there, like very like very innovative. How innovative the sport of Fire Knife is, and what I love about your style is that. Uh, you know, you always keep it, you know, traditional, but you throw in modern here and there. So is, is that kind of like your advice? Like keep traditional, but add modern oh, here and there. Yeah. yeah. No. Did you drop something? <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> no, you, you're, 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 to- you're totally right. Um, it, the, the innovation that, that we've been seeing is, is, is crazy because you know every year you think that you've seen it all and then next thing you know somebody comes out with something new you know and it it i don't it's never stopped it honestly hasn't it to this date since we've since we started competing i don't think there's ever been a year that there hasn't been these just moments where you're just like what the hell was that you know and it just keeps on going and it the 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 age of these people that are doing these things continue to drop you know it's 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 just this younger generation and are closing the gap on us and they're just sprinting while we're just kind of trying to keep on keeping ourselves relevant and and working towards things these guys are just right at our tail just sprinting and it's just a new breed you know as 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 time goes on there's constantly new breeds of fire knife dancers and right now the they're scary they're super scary they they can do all all these kids in the in the junior and um and little warrior divisions are are some scary individuals because they they see all the traditional and they see all the all the modern moves and they and they all do them perfectly you know they all just inter, they put these routines together that are indestructible they're amazing I really feel like I wonder if that's how the older generation felt about you know us because when we were growing up, like we we had even in the intermediates, especially the intermediate division in our time, we had the Lovatai brothers. You had Tafiti. They you had you. You had my brother. You had, you know, like all these rising stars. Do you feel like even in this era, there's there's a intermediate rising stars out there because there, 
is a couple that I can pinpoint right now that is just like, whoa, like that yeah, is the generation uh, after Isiaco, us. You know, like, Isiaco, Milford, uh, all pretty much all the Milford yeah. brothers, uh, uh, all the yeah. all the Lilo brothers, like Mose. Mose is like I I, I forget how old Mose oh. is. He might be like fourteen or fifteen years old, and he's absolute savage. I was talking to, uh, I heard that. You know, I think he was he was might have been planning on on coming up this year, but I'm not too sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, out of that intermediate division was, yeah the the Milford brothers, the the Lilo brothers, all of them. You know, um, you know, there's so many, there's just so many names. Um, yeah. Did you hear about that kid named Oh, Walter from frick. Yeah, Walter. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So I met Walter back in uh, 2013. Um, I went down. I went to yeah. Samoa. Uh, to, Tiati sent me down to Samoa to compete in their final competition down there. And I met all the Samoan boys down there. So I finally, that was the first time that I, I, uh, that I got to meet Vaila'a. And uh, yeah. So that, really? I, I didn't form. I've seen videos of him, but I never got to actually meet him and hang out with him. And I, it was crazy. I mean, Vaila, uh, all these Samoan boys there, the, I feel so bad because their paperwork is so shoddy and it, and it's hard for them to, <laughs> to get off island, you know, as well, like financially wise, yeah. as well as just document, like just their documents. Uh, in general, it's just so hard for them to make it to the worlds, and I think so much pressure is put on to them when they get to worlds that they need to just be perfect, you know, because so much work and so much money has gotten into having get to Hawaii that sometimes they yeah. don't they don't perform to their their best abilities because there's so much stress on them, you know. But when so much, you were, so when pressure, I was yeah. down there, when I was down there and I was competing against them, oh my gosh, we, I got annihilated. I mean, I, I still, I mean, I, st- I made it to the finals, okay. but, uh, just complete destruction. Like it was because it was their home ground, you know, it was somewhere, it was the stage that they're comfortable dancing on. It was everything. And if they, I honestly think if they were able to dance like that over here without that stress or, or just make it a little more easier for them to convert over, uh, they would just change. It would just change the whole dynamic. You know what I mean? Of fire, yeah. The Cause there's so of, many yeah. great fire knife dancers. Alema, Alema down there. Vaila, uh, Walter, uh, yeah. All these boys, like I mean, Jackals from the same village down there that was able to make yeah. the same. Re- you know, he was able to make it out, and it's just even if you just talk about the two people that I just named, you know, Falonico and Jacko, just look look at what they were able to accomplish so far. You know what I mean? So it's just that 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 whole style, you know. And there's there's a whole breed there's a whole breed of them down there that that just that yeah it's crazy you know what i mean so it's like we 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 do what we do you know but just to know that they're they're the backup you know that's that's anytime that i'm ever like one of 
want to like make sure I'm doing the right thing, I go watch their their routines and make sure I'm I'm mimicking them because they're in the forefront. They're back in Samoa. They're 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 as pure as as we can get. You know, they're just doing what comes natural. You know, and that that whole atmosphere is just it's such a natural experience down there that you really get to see them just flourish. You know. Yeah, that's that's awesome because you know, you see guys like Pachi Levasa, you see guys like Komefia Raimali and all these guys that come from Samoa. It's like they dance differently, their stance is different than yeah. how we dance in the States. And how we like I love how Japan has a different style. Samoa, even us here in Florida, we have a different style. You have a style, but for you, like when you're shaping your routine, like do you have a person that is in your mind for inspiration because for me like of course duh like vj and mika the guys i grew up with you know not just them one being my brother and one being like the guy that we all grew up together and did this like like they're always in my mind yeah on how i shape my routine you know what i mean not like to full-on copy but to, like to pull inspiration is there anybody that you pull inspiration from when you're like creating things or is it just like you know you you're you have your basics and you know like okay from the basics, I can go from this one, or I can go, you know, like how do you structure your? No, I, I, I don't think like it's a secret. Secrets, but like how it's to... all. It's also just like there. There's, I mean, I could list the, the names can go on and on, and the names go from an older generation all the way down to a younger generation. People that are much younger than me. I, I just, I pull, I pull, what feels what feels right to me, you know, and whatever I, whatever I see, I just like to expand on that. And I think a lot, a lot of my inspiration just comes from uh, maybe not even trying to copy moves, but sometimes I'll just watch, I'll just watch, you know, finer competitions. And I just get so, I get so amped just watching. I just get so motivated, motivated watching right? finer competitions that <laughs> it's everyone. It's the whole it's the whole thing, you know? And then I just go out and I, I, I have my, I have my routine on and certain things that I put. Um, of course, if I see so-and-so do something, of course I want to try that. I mean, I'm, that's just the whole name of the game. You, you see something cool, you know, so you want to try it, yeah. you know, you got, um, you got like all these TikTok dances. So that's the whole moment. You see something cool. You, you want to try You want to try something cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I could go on with the names, but I, I, I would feel bad if I forgot anybody's names, but I think, I think we, I think we both know like all the, all the big names that you're thinking about are, are the same, same names as well. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way because it's like, I, I think I'm, I think I'm one of the only fire dancers that think about this. Like if I see somebody doing a move that I created, I don't really get mad about it. I think it's a compliment. I think it's a way like, oh man, like my, what I've done, like touch them in a way and inspire them. They're like, oh man, this looks cool. And I think that's, I think that's something as far enough competitors, like I know like we're, we're friends and things like that and, and things like that. But I think for us, we need to, you know, do things more together and inspire each other more. Cause I know we're all very spread out. We all, you know what I mean? I think what we could do like during this downtime is, you know what Siva Api company is doing now with the you know the trick of the days and you know your history and things like that. So like 
I love that. I'm, I'm inspired by by everybody. So this is a a question that I that I asked uh, you know Quincy and my me Quincy uh, Justice and my brother is is there is there a favorite Fire Knife dancer that you have that's like an unsung hero of the sport? You know, like an unsung hero is like somebody that you know probably might have not really won anything or whatever, but to you they made a an impact. For me, uh, it's a uh, Steven C. Lulu. Steven C. Lulu to me, like I know not a lot of people know who that person is, but to me, he was like the first speed demon, and I'm, you know, I I love his style and Danny McGowan's style. Is there's is there like an unsung hero that you looked up to in the Fire Knife world that you would love to you know uh, put out there? Competition, I think competition wise, uh, you know, when I think mm-hmm. I don't I don't I I'm hoping that I'm getting what you're, where you're going with this question, but maybe. Uh, a fire knife dancer that mm-hmm. uh, is well known, but just maybe didn't hit, you know, those for all those championships for a second, third, you know, uh, I think, I think one of my, yeah. one of my mm-hmm. people that just, that popped in would be cap. Uh, I, I, cap. I, yeah, I love cap. Yeah. I try, he, he would be someone that since he's on the shorter profile, just like myself, I, I'm definitely not as close. I'm never, I'm not as his body type, but I just, I'm his height type. Uh, he would be a person. He's a type of person that I always watched and I, I love the way that he moved and I love the way, how strong he was, how he danced. Uh, so that would be my answer to maybe an unsung hero was he definitely is so popular and such a big impact in our of Samoan community being the chief of the Polynesian culture star Samoan village and being uh like the historian for um for like the what's it called the Hobbs and Shaw he was the he was like the Samoan he made sure everything they did was fully Samoan you know and uh so yeah. he but in the fire knife him and his brother they're just yeah, two, uh, uh, and even the other brother. You know that they all three of them were just such great dancers. But I think I, I definitely think Cap was so awesome, and he had the biggest fire, and he had the just like my man was crazy. He had the biggest calves. He, he just like just the whole his whole dynamic behind stand like behind stage how my man would go run around the whole pcc uh and a hundred push-ups and climb a coconut tree and then jump on stage with every single board known to man and a half a tank half a half a can of, (laughs) of fuel just in in towels on the end of his knife and he would spray like half stage to catch on fire and my man was just a little speed demon and so he would be my answer of that unsung hero that every time he took the stage you were just like yo this is crazy yeah just the way he looks like this is a monster you know what i mean he's just like a monster of of a fire knife dancer the way he attacks the knife it wasn't like he was dancing it was just like he was having a fight with the knife at the same time, so that it's like embodying the warrior spirit. So, like, man, that's a that's an awesome person to 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 bring up, man. So, like, 
Well, I wanted to ask you too, like, you know, for, you know, your Friday night career, where do you, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to go with, with your talent, with your business and, and things like that? Where, what is your hopes for what you want to do for you and your family and just to, just the sport, just, you know, like, uh, what do you, what is your plan? Say compete, um, just compete and be a part of the community uh, for as long as I can, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't want to feel the, I don't, I don't feel it now, but I don't ever want to feel the pressure of, um, of, of not being good enough to compete. You know, I think I don't want, I don't, I don't want to get to a point where I'm like, I don't want to compete because I don't feel like I'm, I'm good. You know, I don't feel like I'm that good anymore. No, I, I just want to make sure I'm staying in the community i want to i want to show people that just keep on going like try not try not to get so caught up in i don't want to go out there because i'm not i'm not good or i don't want to go out there because i'm not i'm not like uh i'm not the best i i want people to just know and i know this is true because people have told me this before uh uh, I think Mika's wife, Langi, she tells me this all the time, or she actually tells Mika, because Mika will, um, you know, he has more pressure than I have because he, he's a five-time world champion. But uh, Langi would say that he gets, Mika would get so stressed about, like, you know, competing because he's just, he's at such a high quality or caliber, you know? And, um she she made a comment like, well, just why can't you, you know, why can't you just be like Quincy? You know, Quincy doesn't care if he, you know, goes out there and he comes in first or 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 twentieth. You know, just just go out there and have a good time. You know, and that, I think that's what that's what I just want to make sure I'm doing every time, showing people that you don't. It's it's a competition, but but beyond that, it's just be there to be a part of our culture. You know, and just make sure that you're just going to do it for fun and, and, and make sure that it, it doesn't get it doesn't you don't lose sight of the whole purpose of this is is to be around like-minded people that that want to perpetuate the culture and and just don't stop um don't stop showing up just 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 keep it keep keep pushing you know keep keep uh being part because if too many people drop off then you know that's how we that's how we lose it. You know, just keep constantly be talking about it, constantly be teaching somebody about it. Um, just tell people of what we do because you know we do come from just such a a small little piece of lava rock in the middle of the ocean. But you know, yeah, the impact that we have made as a people, you know, uh, in so many different categories and places just off of one dance alone is is, is crazy you know you have you have you know all yeah. the disney's you know you have from old times you have you know tisha terrace that my dad used to dance at at, at disneyland and then you oh, have disneyland. disney world you have the the polynesian show you have the lion king show in florida you have the hong kong you have circus soleil you have all these Every time you see a luau on a movie, you know, what, what they're going to show an Otea and then they'll show the fire knife dancer, you know, or, or 
every, every time yeah. you go to just a, a regular luau, you end out, you say, now we take you to the eyes of Samoa, to the most exciting part of the show, you know? So it's just, um, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's just, it's what we, it's what we have. And look how far we've gone, you know, look how, 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 how just yeah. from this little speck, you know, in the world, it's just a little island. You can't even see it. Just our people alone have been able to take this one aspect, this one dance, and just push it as hard as we could, you know. And um, I think yeah. we just need uh, – it's our duty just to constantly do that, no matter, you know, age or time. It's just always keep it going. That's how you just – everyone has to keep it alive. And, and the longer we keep it alive, the more people know about it. And the bigger, you know, um, the bigger family that we can we can put together, you know. Yeah, I I, I totally understand it, and I'm very motivated by that because, like, I, and then I look at both of our journeys, you know, through this. You know, we we kind of oh, you started way before me. Like, I came, I came like at the at the tail end of of it growing, and and I see where you're pushing it and where where it is where it's headed and hopefully it's, you know, to a positive place. And I feel like you're really one of those true ambassadors of the sport. And that's very motivating to hear because there is a lot of uh, opportunity out there for aspiring knife dancers, you know, maybe like the, somebody said this to me at Disney the other, the other day when I was, when I was in the, the green room is that, you know, Polynesian dancers, where do they go? You know, like somebody asked me, you know, singers and dancers, they want to go to Broadway. But I think that's why I'm grateful for, like, Chihatis and for Disney and for what you're doing and, like, all of these places that give us, like, the, the opportunity to make it and, and this platform that we have to make the world a better place to spin. So you're awesome at that fact. So I would say, you know, we're almost, oh, we're almost out of time. You were here for, like, two more questions. But who is your... Mount Rushmore of Fire Knife Dancers, like your, like if you could put like your Mount Rushmore of Fire Knife Dancers, like who are the Fire Knife Dancers that, you know, that you look up to that you were like, these are the people that, like in my mind, these are like the top, top five. five. Yes. Uh, I'll go mm-hmm. with, I'll go with, uh, Old school and new school. No, or I try. I just try to do the five with everybody. I, I mean, just I. I try when I think okay. of like the what you're saying, like the top five. I try to think of fine enough dancers that have like um, changed changed the game. You know, so I would say yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one, you know, you got to give it up to um, Freddie Latuli. Right, so I, I would say he yeah, would be like the George Washington of the whole thing, you know, because that's that's you know you know he's just a father, you know. Yeah. He he got he got the whole ball rolling, and then um, I'll say um, after that, uh, there's so many people in this in this category in this like time period. It's like pretty much my dad's my dad's time period, but yeah. I'll give it to. Uh, 
I'll give it to Pule's brother, uh, Tefili. Yeah, I'll give it to him oh, because uh, that guy, that guy was a, uh, an amazing fire knife dancer. Uh, and then the to round out the the three, the top three, uh, I'll go with um, Ifiso. Yeah, he, he changed Ifiso, the he yeah. changed the game, and then uh, David Ngaliai. And then Mika. Yeah. I love that. That is an amazing Mount Rushmore. And I, I think that's what I love about these Mount Rushmore questions is that, like, everybody has a different, uh, everybody has a different, you know, uh, Mount Rushmore. But I, I think you, you, with you bringing up Freddie Laitulli, like, well, that's like the first time I brought him up, Freddie Laitulli and Tafili and all those guys that, like, innovated it to, for what we do now. I think that's, that's a, a crazy I mean, that's what, shout that, out to I mean, them. when you think of Mount, so. Mount Mushroom or <laughs> Mount Mushroom, uh, uh, Mount Rushmore, Rushmore. You, you, <laughs> it's, uh, it's people, it, all those presidents had done something. And the time span between all the presidents was, you know, a bunch of years, you know what I mean? From George Washington. And then there's like Theodore mm-hmm. Roosevelt's up there as well. And that, that in itself is like close to like 200 years. Yeah. So, yeah, you just gotta. For that question, I was thinking like, all right, where where were like the big steps? So like, Freddie Latuli just to get it rolling, and then I think around like uh, the whole Tefili Pule era, where that whole mindset pushed towards the world fighting competition, you know. And then once the world fighting competition got going, yeah, I feel like if we saw, you know, the first person to do three in a row, you know, so he. So he was definitely, you know, he was Three definitely changing the game. And then right back into, you know, s- someone that's still relevant right now that that both lives in the OG era and the new G era is David, you know, because he's, he's, he's just as much part of yeah. coming from that direct lineage from, of his dad and Pule and then still is right there with us, you know, so he's like that neutral. He's like that neutral uh, person where he's uh, has he has both feet in both waters. You know, he's he he has all the OG qualities as well as all mm-hmm. the new G qualities, and then all the credentials to follow that. And then then I give it to Mika because Mika was the first person to do five, as well as just modern, you know, era. He's he's what everyone looks to, you know. Like, what the hell? What the hell is Mika doing? You know, and then people yeah. just copy him from that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that what I loved about you know getting to know Mika and getting to live here with him, you know, I got to see you know when he was in the juniors, like he only got second place. You know what I mean? He was with you know Melanie and Jazz, but I saw him every summer you know, with VJ and even just by himself, like innovating things. And I'm like, I've never seen stuff like that before. So I think like every person that you named innovated the game and leveled it up. And I think that's, that's, that's an amazing thing, man. And, and for real, like I, there wasn't one more, I really do put you in this era. Like you really are like the person that, you know, all of us look up to other than the, the bigger names out there. Like we're all to me, like everyone is equal. But I'm just really honored to have you on this podcast and to like let the world know, like people already know who you are, but like, like you are such a, you know, 
amazing part. I'm not just saying that because me and my family and, and like we're in the same thing, but I really, I really do look up to you, and I have been for a long time, man. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. So for, I appreciate you. I love you very much. I love you and the family, and uh, you know, I just, I just that's all. I love you, man. Hey man, so just one more question: If so Afi is happening, man, are you, are you gonna come to possibly do a three feet? Are you wanna? Would you? Are you, you gonna come down for it there. if it's if it's still around? Oh, bro, man, I I can't wait to see you, bro. I really, I really want to share that stage with you again. But everybody, man, welcome. Thank you again for for joining the the Fire Knife Life podcast with this amazing ambassador of the Fire Knife, uh, the Fire Knife sport. And if you uh, want to download this, we're on Spotify, Anchor Podcast, and we will be uh, premiering this uh, episode tomorrow night at uh, 8 p.m. After all the edits are done, it will be available out there in the world tomorrow at 8. So thank, thank you, guys you so for much. Love you. Thank so. you, Quincy, for joining us. See you soon, Uzo. Love you too, brother. See you soon.